when I first like knew there was a God, um, it was in the orphanage, and I prayed for a family. That was that was my first experience. And I, when I got it, I was like, goodness, this faith is real. Welcome to Escape the Bubble, sharing the heroic stories of West Michigan's youth that often go unheard. I'm your host, AJ Westendorf. And today, our special guest is Izzy. Welcome to the podcast, Izzy. Thank you for having me. This podcast comes out of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan, a nonprofit dedicated to opening up relationships, resources, and opportunities for youth, especially those who are often forgotten. So let's get started. Izzy, why don't you start us off by giving us some context. Tell us, tell us some things that we should know about you before we get started. Well, uh, I'm 16. Uh, I live in Michigan, and uh, I love to listen to music. A little bit singing, but I don't do much, but uh, listening is my jam. Okay. So who's who's allowed to listen to you sing? No one. No one? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the cool part. That's the cool part. Right. I, that is very I, cool. Yeah. I used to sing with my sister a little bit, but then it just got downhill from there. All right, what kind of stuff do you like to listen to? Um, I like Ed Sheeran for some reason, uh, but he's a cool guy. He's got an amazing voice. Uh, so what's your favorite Ed Sheeran song? I like uh, Over the Castle, On the Hill. Over the Castle, I believe that's what it's called. Okay. Should Castle we give, on the Hill. Should we give our listeners Cast- a little sample of uh, Ed Sheeran's? What's Why it not? That All would right. be... Um, Just the Castle, Castle on, the on the Hill. Yeah, the, the Castle on the Hill. Oh, I'm not going to sing. Come yeah, you on. Are. Yeah, we're definitely singing. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I, I haven't sung in a while, so. Today's the day. <clears throat> when I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. This is a good jam. Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass. I rolled down. I was younger then. Take me back to when I found my heart and broke it here and made friends and lost them through the years. And I've not seen the roaring fields in so long I know I've grown But I can't wait to go home I'm on my way Driving at 90 down those country lanes Singing to tiny dancers And I miss the way that you made me it's real and watch the sun sail over the castle on the hill. All right, it's gone. Hey. Sorry, my, I was cracking a, a little. Hey, so that's, uh, uh, that's Izzy's debut right there. That's oh. special. Thanks for sharing that with us right off the bat, man. You got a record label coming out? Oh, goodness. Maybe 20 years from now, but okay. maybe. Oh, that's good. All right, Izzy, so we've got a lot to talk about today. You've lived one heck of a life in these 16 years. Um, so we want to hear about your life. What was it like growing up for you? I was born in Ethiopia uh, in a small village. 
And just like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow, <laughs> look man. at this life. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was tough. Uh, we, you know, it was like trying to survive one day at a time. Uh, our, our dad's parents worked uh, their tails off to help their family to survive one day. Um, uh, my dad worked, you know, from sunrise to sunset and uh the kids did a little to help the family, and uh, it was an interesting life. I, I'm glad, I, I guess, I had it. Yeah. It was what what did your dad do? Uh, he was a farmer. He uh, he he did things with cows. He uh, he did planting. Uh, he did a lot of stuff with crops, and it was uh, you know, it was tough work, but he did it somehow. What about your mom? My mom, I I. Actually, my biological mom died, like, soon after my birth. Uh, never saw her. Um, I don't know what was the situation. Maybe it was one of us was going to survive. But uh, my my dad got remarried, and then uh, my, what do you call it? That, that mom, anyways, uh, she did inner house stuff. Uh, she... Took care of the kids. She cooked. She she did the best she could do. Wow. And then... Stepmom. That's what I was right, trying to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you get from Ethiopia to here? My brother got caught by, uh, like, an orphanage leader or whatever. And, um, That's how they say it? They got caught by an orphanage leader? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> Sounds like they got caught by the cops. No, no. It was... Uh, they just... Yeah, the... An orphanage leader saw him and he said, "Hey, man, uh, what what do you think about a better life?" He's like, "All right, sure. What? Why not?" And he's like, "Hey, do you have a sibling, a brother, sister?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got one uh, little brother at home." He's like, "Oh, all right. Why don't we bring him in too?" So wow. they traveled around and found my dad. And he's like, "Hey, we we got a better life for both of uh, your sons. Uh, why not take a chance?" And he said, uh, "Sure." So that's when uh, my life changed when the next morning we walked for like six hours Jeez. to the first orphanage and then we moved to the second as the process goes on. Wow. Just like that. Crazy. Yep. Just like just that. just said, sure. That was it. <laughs> I, I don't know, but all I know is I'm here, you know. Right, yeah. uh, I, I, I wasn't there when they were talking, so it was, I saw them from like, I don't know. 40 yards away, I was, yeah, I, I don't think I was supposed to be there. So. Right, you weren't allowed to be in the conversation. How how old are you when all that happened? I was like six, seven years old, I think. Um, wow. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, cer- certainly something that not many of us have experienced. Can you remember some of the feelings you had going through that process and then what it looked like to get from Ethiopia to America and and through the orphanage process? Um, at first, it was exciting just to see, like, to see outside of just the village, knowing that. Um, and then once I got used to being outside, being in an orphanage, I was just like, what, what's all this? And um, when I got, you know, more the process, as the adoption process kept moving, it's flowing. It's just like some point I was just like you know maybe this is for something good and uh, uh, hopefully something uh, good comes for this. So this. I'm still imagining this moment where the orphanage leader approaches your brother 
And she's like, hey, you want a better life? Like, wh- do you know where that conversation happened? Like, was it just at a coffee shop or in the street or in the uh, fields or? I have no idea. He, he was actually living with someone else. And then he got out of there and they saw him on the street or something like that. And then okay. That makes a lot more that's sense. That's out, yeah. Yeah. And then from the orphan, how long were you in the orphanage before like you came to the States? A year, maybe a little over. Uh, it's crazy, but when you're seven, eight years old, not knowing what time is, it was so long. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember any of the feelings that you had when you were in the orphanage? Like, were you hopeful? Were you excited? Were you bored? Were you didn't really care? What was... Um, it was, there was hope that there's probably, I'm going to get a parent. Um, uh, and then there was sometimes just like, it felt so long. It's like, am I going to get a parent? And, uh, so then finally you, at some point, did you get some news? Like, Hey, we've got a family for you. What, what did that feel like? What was your first contact with your family? Like it was exciting, uh, at first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I saw one couple that were like, that were white, both of them were white, and I was just like, okay, I, I, that's like three white people that I've seen in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and then when uh, my mom came, uh, my dad's black, uh, so when I saw my mom, it's like, she looks just like the other mom <laughs> that I saw. <laughs> Who are all these white people? <laughs> I was like, I couldn't tell the difference, and I was like, that's crazy that like my dad's black and my mom's white um does that make you feel more at home or like more more at home in your family that it's not just a white family or um there's there's some of that yeah like there's comfort in that i'm not the only one that's black but it's not like yeah my biggest disappointment is not about color it's just how you get along doesn't really matter unless you like relationship is just what what matters. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter about color. It doesn't matter about um, how they are like. So then you you come to America on a plane, pretty wild for a seven eight year old to mm-hmm. experience. How did how did you feel then planting in Holland, Michigan? What was what was your childhood like growing up here? Um, the plane was crazy, and then when. I remember actually before that when we were in Ethiopia, some kids joked around and like they said, America is just like there's money all over the place. Uh, some of it I just believed in, and other parts just like really that no, <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen. But um, when I came here, it's just like actually my first like joke joking experience I did I was just like I looked down on the ground I was like there's no money that's that's for sure like this house looks nice oh man it looks seems like it's all going like peaceful it's just like seems like normal life but just peace that's what it was safety and peace and then what was it what was it like take take me to today then like what was like growing up in your family um the good and the bad or like growing up in school and bring us up to date to where you're at today. Um, it was, I mean, my brother saw it in a different, saw like the whole, like having an adopted parent saw it different ways than a different way than I did than I did. Um, I just try to have the time go past and trying to find the best time. Um, and just go with have the family go have the family experience go in a fluent way and um, have them 
not just have me make me feel ha- happy, but them to feel uh, like, oh, he cares about this, and um, it's it's important, and uh, yeah, I think that they like that. What was you? You mentioned your brother's reaction was a little bit different. What was what was his reaction like? Um, he thought about like Ethiopia. I think a little like a lot, and it just his thoughts were. He thought so much of it that it's just his through his actions you saw it that it's just like, dude, it just hurt him to like. Some people like get affected by like negative things, and um, this change has um, like influenced his life, and um, and it might not be the right way or the good way, but you can see the. The effects of what the previous life he had. Yeah. All right. So, what about you? Um, where are you at now in life? Uh, where are you going to school? What's going on in Izzy's life? I'm a high school sophomore. In the fall, like cross country, I run. That's my life. And then I do track in the spring. So when you say you know cross country, I know you don't want to brag, but my guy Izzy is putting off like almost. 18 minute 5k's so for you you who don't know out there that's like less than six minute miles so you gotta you gotta do some stuff to keep up with this guy yeah um, <laughs> but there are better people so you know it's a it's a competition the team is good um uh especially now um i mean we got two good seniors that are gone but it's a competition whatever sport it is there are there is a competition yeah well that's gonna be you in a couple of years you'll be You'll be tearing it up. You'll be that senior that yes, hopefully. looking for. Uh, so one theme of this Escape the Bubble podcast, a lot of young people we talk to, they've had to overcome a lot. And you're one of those, Izzy, who stuck out to me as someone who, like, you've overcome a lot in your life. What are some things that you, that you feel like you've had to overcome, uh, whether you've been able to overcome them completely or still kind of working on it? Tell us some stories about that. I would just say, like, in education wise, it's seven years old. I've never knew there's a such thing as education. I just knew like such a thing like surviving. So um, education was definitely not my priority, even if I knew what it was. Because um, so, in Ethiopia, your education would have been just working on the farm. Yeah, I didn't think we even knew there was such a thing as education. So like when we moved to the orphanage, they introduced it to us like in pictures what that is, what this is. And we're like, oh, OK, I guess there is something to learn <laughs> more about other than surviving. Um, so we knew that we we're just going to get like a little glimpse of education right. while we were there. It was like, hey, maybe we'll be successful while having this. Um, so Definitely something to have to adjust to and yeah, overcome. Where for sure. You're not in a culture that that starts out with a lot of education and then coming to America, you're in, education is it. It's been the last yeah, yeah. eight years of your life is just education, education, yeah. education. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like this is not for me um, because it's, it's overwhelming. Um, yeah. When I think of it, it's different when your parents went had education and they know how to think and they can have you to help you to think maybe their way a little bit, which might help. But when your parents never taught you at at a young age, it's 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 really tough. You got to find your own way and then yeah, try to hopefully it's better from there. Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. What about in like in the adoption process? Like, what are some things that that you've had to overcome? 
being being adopted and moving to a whole other country. Um, what's uh, been what's been tough about that, and what's been what's been life giving about that? My overcoming would be just like trying to help to look at uh, to look at other people too and their experiences. Let's just not look at my life and say, "Oh, this is terrible." Then when when that happens, it's you're a different person. It's just like, hey, let's have fun, learn, and um, be uh, great people to others and great person and uh, hope for the best from there. So you're kind of adapting and coming to a, a peace with the whole a adoption process for, yes, has, has for sure. not so much dependent on what you're able to achieve or what you're able to get to, but more like, can we can we just minimize this? Yes. Can we make this not that big of a deal? Can yeah. I just be me yeah. and not just have this label of like yep. I'm the adopted kid who overcame everything? Well, no, I'm just I'm just here. Exactly. Wow. That's... I think that's a little unique. I don't think I don't think everyone thinks that way. That's what the world needs. That's what mm. you know. That's that's how somebody finds hope and then yeah moves forward. That's really neat. We've got an inspiring young man with us. We'll be back with Escape the Bubble podcast in just a moment. Escape the Bubble podcast is brought to you in part today by Not That Bad, Meet Your Match. Are you tired of trying to find your ideal partner? Your search ends here. At Not That Bad, Meet Your Match dating service, our algorithms find you someone that's pretty good for you. Or not that bad, if you will. Not that bad relationships help you build character and learn to be okay with a partner who might have a little extra cushion for the pushing. Or perhaps a talented snorer. Or they listen to music you currently find intolerable. But loosen up. Give it a try. You'll learn something new. People are great when you expect them to be human. Here's a conversation from a real customer's parents. Did you hear about the latest guy she found online? Yeah, I heard he's not that bad. Huh, huh, huh. <clears throat> Was that it? Okay. With not that bad meet your match, you won't be that disappointed. Try it mostly free for about 30 days. Terms and conditions don't really apply. It is what it is, so do your best to make it work. All members are not that bad certified and are trained in the proper preparation of Belgian waffles. Meet your match today. Hey guys, if you're out there and you like what you're hearing and you want to be more connected or engaged with what goes on at Escape and be a part of helping empower youth to flourish and overcome barriers, there are a lot of ways to get connected. A good way to start is to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We're at EscapeYFGK. Or you can reach out to me via email at connections at escape-out.org. Or you can drop by our building and see things in action, meet some of the staff and volunteers. We do education, boxing, mentoring, summer jobs, and more. We're always in need of volunteers, donors, prayers, and support of all kinds. Thanks, and let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back to Escape the Bubble, where the stories of young people in our community are inspiring us and moving us towards togetherness, understanding, and a better future for all. Let's get right back to it with Izzy. So we are here recording this episode live from the studio at Escape Ministries. For those of you who don't know, we have a summer jobs program, and that's where we got to know Izzy. Yep. So Izzy, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got connected with Escape, what you were looking for in the jobs program, and how that went throughout the summer. Yep. My older brother worked a couple of years ago. Um, I was looking for a job last year, and I was like, okay, I want like a good job. I applied to another job. And I didn't get a call or anything back. My mom said, hey, maybe Escape is the place. And I'm like, I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't want to do what my brother <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, it wasn't brother issue. It was like the people. How am I going to learn from them? So, it, okay, let's try it. Let's try it. It was actually after days thinking, maybe even weeks. Then I was like, hey, this first job experience, <laughs> maybe this is for me. How did it go? It was great. It was great. There were so many inspirational people here that are pushing you to be the best you can be, uh, help you think a better future for yourself. And um, it was amazing. The kids were too. It was a lot of fun on the field, off the field, (laughs) during lunch. Yeah, it was amazing. My team leader was Sherry. Uh, We worked at, uh, what was it? Hayworth. Uh, Hayworth, that's what it was. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Every day for the whole summer you were at Hayworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, school, that got me, you know, thinking different things now. (laughs) Um, We were doing landscaping stuff. Uh, We were bread mulch. Um, We we had to weed for a while, learning experience, um, competition. Hey, there was awards, best worker for the week. So, I mean, I was kind of trying to get that, but not really. Mm -hmm. Same time, but... I was just trying to get the job done and uh, hopefully, yeah, get good experience doing it. What's something that you realized or, or found out that you were good at over the course of the summer? I would say I'm good at trying to pay attention on one thing and trying to work on it. Try to create the least amount of distraction as possible. Um, think bigger things, what this is going to do for you later on. Try to be a hard worker. Show up on time, learn something from the morning, and then carry on to the afternoon from what you learn. So, yeah. That's cool. I know on your team, man, you were were an example of someone who's reliable, someone who's consistent, uh, someone who's a good communicator, always communicating ahead of time when when you're going to be there late or early. And I think that that taught some of the people on your team – you know what it, what it looks like to to be reliable, to be consistent. To I mean, you mentioned like focus on one thing and do it right. Yeah, uh, that's sure. a gift, man. Yeah. So we we appreciate you bringing that up in here. I appreciate coming here. So yeah, that's cool. After the job program got done, have you done anything else around Escape or got any? Yeah, um, when it was done, like the summer ones, um, we had our first or at least my first all-nighter i didn't survive i slept no? like four hours dang <laughs> but it was a blast uh we watched a couple of movies so it was great it was great almost made it but not quite <laughs> yeah. i had to go the whole night made it till nine o'clock yeah that was rough that is devastating <laughs> <laughs> oh man um is your story's up to this point is 
has been pretty crazy, as you said. Um, where do you see yourself headed in the future? Um, yeah, hopefully graduate from high school. And uh, I'll, by the way, I'll be like the first person in my family to graduate. That would be huge. Wow, um, congrats. Yeah. Almost. Um, yeah, almost there. Two more. Um, <laughs> um, I want to, yeah, hope if, if college is... Uh, is right. I'll take that path and then hopefully find a good job. The really um, important thing for me would be finding relationships through it and then having the job feel like, oh, this is actually cool So to mm. do. So, um, yeah. It's a cool way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So there's a big question. When you think about your future, do you want to go back to Ethiopia? Uh, I would like to visit, um, like... Because you haven't seen your parents or talked with your parents since you've been seven, right? Yeah, um, it would be huge. I think if if I did go back, you know, there are some big questions that I would want to ask. Ask my dad at least, you know, why why yes? Uh, Why did you say yes to having a better life for me? Obviously, it worked out, um, Mm -hmm. but... Did you see the other side? Did you see that maybe I'm not going to survive? Maybe um, I'm going to left dead somewhere. So um, there's some big questions. Um, yeah. And you then, ever sit there kind of wondering, like, yeah, like what would have happened if you wouldn't have? Yeah. Um, what I want to ask him would be, like, did how much faith did you have in this, you know, to my dad? Like, obviously a lot, but or did you say oh, goodness, I can't handle you. Um, there's not much thinking. Um, if there's a better life for you, then go do it. Um, whatever it is, because I'm just trying to feed five people. Mm. Less people to feed, that's the best that I can do. So if that is the best I can do, then do it. Yeah, that's that question of whether this is just survival for yeah, him for or sure. whether it was really hoping for a better opportunity for you. Yeah. And then you touch on something else that's, that's probably present in a lot of us is when we make when we make decisions, we always wonder well, what would have happened if I would have chosen something else. You know, yeah. I went to Central Michigan. What would have happened if I would have gone to North Dakota State? Um, but you, in your case, like you didn't make that decision. Yeah. So you have this other life out there waiting that could have that, that could have happened. Yeah. You have no idea. You have some ideas, but not a lot of ideas of what could that have looked like. Mm-hmm. That's. That's where I came from. Those are my roots. What would have happened if I would have stayed there? Yeah, it's yeah, big thinking and uh, it's deep stuff. Yeah. Man, that's really neat. Um, kind of out of curiosity, I wonder what you hope for kids from your homeland, from Ethiopia. What do you hope for them? Do you hope that they find a family in the States? Do you hope that they get to stay with their families in Ethiopia? Do you hope that... Um, they can get an education there or be able to come here? Um, if if it works for them staying with their family and they're, you know, they're successful in doing it, I, that's better than going to a different family, I think. But um, Even if you're stuck in, like, yeah, a poor village uh, yeah. in a tough neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it's not success, then, yeah, you got to move on forward. You're listening to the Escape the Bubble podcast. We're going to take a break here, and we'll be back with Izzy in a moment. All right, this commercial break is going to be great. I'm going to tell you about our favorite and only sponsor on Escape the Bubble, Showcase Concrete Solutions. 
specializing in epoxy coatings for concrete garages, basements, break rooms, auto shops. They'll transform it from dingy to delightful all in a day's work. Go on and take a look at your garage right now. Like actually go there and look at it. You're probably looking at oil stains, cracks, dust, a surface no one wants to be caught on in bare feet. You could be doing better. You could call Showcase Concrete Solutions to put a speckled epoxy coating available in 10 colors to cut down on dust and dirt and make your garage feel like a palace for automobiles. You can find them on their Facebook page. Just search for Showcase Concrete Solutions or call 616-212-9197 and ask for Seth. Locally based in Holland, Michigan, you're getting quality service from good human beings. And we love good human beings. Showcase Concrete Solutions, the pioneer sponsor of Escape the Bubble podcast. All right, so you want to hear about another cool company? Not an official podcast sponsor, but you heard earlier about a company called Hayworth that has created opportunities for young people to work for years in our summer jobs program. Uh, Our team of five youth goes out there and takes care of all the mulching and property maintenance. They're great people. Their products are great too. I think I'm sitting in the Hayworth chair right now because they were generous to escape when we got started. Uh, You're looking at chairs, desks, storage spaces, movable walls, adjustable desks that go up and down, uh, creative workspaces, furniture for schools. They design it, they build it, and they innovate. They've got some of the best products on the market. So check it out. Hayworth is without a doubt the place you want to go for school and office furniture. And we're back with Escape the Bubble podcast that shares the stories of West Michigan's youth that often go unheard. I'm your host, AJ Westendorp. Today we're talking with Izzy, um, who's been sharing with us some stories of coming from Ethiopia, planting in Holland, Michigan, and and finding a way to belong. Um, So I'm curious then, where do you feel like you belong? Um, Or what what points of connection have you had with people? You're a part of a, a number of different things. You're you're at Holland Christian School. You belong there. You're on. You're on the cross country team. You're at Escape. You're at your church. Um, wh- where do you feel like you belong, or where do you feel like you don't belong? Um, I feel like I belong in the cross country group. Um, we we share about the same um, pains that we have. We go through during the races, and um, uh, we. Sometimes talk about school, but it's not usual. Um, we talk about times, who's going to win, and maybe even other stuff like relationships. Um, being on a team, is it's huge. It's better than being at a job. Uh, community of a team that's trying to win, that's trying to get uh, a goal that's, you know, that they really want is it's truly uh, amazing, and uh, sometimes it's not about the time. It's just the community, the, the people that care. It's yeah. it's huge. Do you feel like you belong at school? Um, I would say not really. Um, there are why not? I mean, not not everyone out here knows what school you know what your yeah, school is um, like. So why don't yeah, you? Yeah, I go there? to Holland Christian. There are a lot of kids that are you know high education level. Um, uh, I'm like I don't know mid-average guy <laughs> um, who's just trying to survive. Um, 
one of my my best friend is takes you know AP classes and I don't really see him in classes other than if we took Bible class. Um, oh yeah, that's one of my reasons why I don't fit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're welcomed there. Uh yeah. It's kind of a different word than belonging. But. Yeah yeah there, I I feel like I am welcomed. Like there are inspirational people. The teachers are inspiring. Uh, some students that just keep fighting, um, trying to learn. Um, that just inspires you to be better, uh, push to push forward and uh, keep carrying on. Hmm. Do you feel like you belong in your family? Oof, that's a tough. That's a tough question. Um, Save the best for last. Yes, uh, I would say. No, in a way that's like I keep personal things to myself, and um, it's just like a normal family that just keeps going forward. And we'll, we'll probably talk about <laughs> some deep stuff later on, but yeah. um, it's it's just normal family, high school life. A lot of high schoolers don't share a lot, yeah. Um, so yeah. So belonging in family, it's. Especially being adopted, like it's that's a complicated thing. Yes. Um, do you feel like you're welcomed in your family? Yeah. Um, there were times it's just like um, when I'm like sad or whatever. When people see me, when my family members see me, they try to you know lift me up. Um, even though it's tough because they don't experience the same things, but um, yeah, I'm welcomed. After work, they open the door for me. Meals are prepared. It's amazing. It's normal life mm-hmm. that that you never thought of, actually. Yeah. Do you feel like you belong here to skate? I do. I think. Um, what makes that different? I think there's there's a feeling of like I want to share people. I want to sh- share like moments, fun moments with other people that um, that doesn't have to do with anything that what I do but um that just that we will do together and what we have done we can talk about um we keep like school kind of private um we, yeah it's amazing to play games I mean you got a lot of games out there you could um play instruments whatever you want it's amazing so it sounds like you're like you're kind of focused on the moment, like you. The you, moment. You love yes, to live in the moment. Yes. Yeah. The, I want to inspire people. I want to um, have them feel like it's a place of fun with you, and uh, it's that's all I want. Yeah. So it's interesting. Maybe part of this thing of belonging, like it's important to be known and seen, but maybe sometimes it's comforting to not be known so much yeah. or to just be accepted of, Hey, here I am. You don't need to know that I'm adopted where I'm from. You don't even know what school I go to. We don't need to know, you know, what my family's like, I'm just here. We can have fun together for who I am. I'm present. I'm here. There's some comfort in that, which is, which is probably helpful for us to think about. Yeah. As we, as we try and be welcoming and create senses of uh, a sense of belonging in community. For sure. And also when I think about you, Izzy, it's not like Izzy's the adopted kid. Yeah. Uh, Izzy is Izzy. Mm-hmm. And this is his story, but Izzy can be awesome and 
enjoyable, even aside from a story. Your story is heroic. Your story is incredible. Yeah. But you're also a person completely outside of that. Yeah, for sure. So you've come this far. Um, always on the podcast, I want to give our brilliant young people a chance to, to speak their mind a little bit. What's something that you want to say to young people out there um, coming straight from Izzy? Um, I'd say keep fighting, keep going forward. Um, there are moments that you're going to enjoy. Just be an example of like, hey, this guy's a fighter, so I'm, why my, might as well fight with him as well. Uh, yeah, you just want to encourage the youngs that are hurt, that are don't have a lot of hope to, to inspire them, just in, inspiring them. Uh, it's huge. Uh, it means a lot, and um, yeah. Izzy, you've talked a lot about you know, fighting, keep pushing forward, um, keep working. I'm wondering, like, what's something, what's something you hope for? Like, what, what are you fighting for? What are you pushing for, um, either in your own life or just in the world in general? Like, what's something that you hope for? Hope for. Um... I have to go to heaven one day. That's the number one for sure. Um, but I just hope that, you know, as as I grow older, I'm going to be the best example as I can be. Um, people see that, and hopefully I, sh- I share faith through it and um, think big questions. Um, what do I do here? Um, how can I help? Um, how do I go through life, and what should I have in it? And it's... Yeah, I just want to, before hopefully arriving to heaven, the feeling of, oh, I've helped a lot of people and smile while going there. So it's huge. Izzy, what's, through all this that's, that's gone on in your life as you've grown into a 16-year-old young man now, like, what's what's your relationship with God like? Tell me about that. Um, When I first, like, knew that there was, there was a God, um, it was in the orphanage, and I prayed. I prayed for a family. That was that was my first experience. And I, when I got it, I was like, "Goodness, this faith is real." Um, it's real. I have a family. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come back to this. I'm sure later on." And uh, I, yeah, I'm at a point. It's like, yeah, faith is pro- the most important thing in your life. And um, yeah, I still like, yeah, pray for the things and. Uh, Miracles and help me go through one day at a time and, um, yeah, be the best example I can be. Wow. That's really cool. People who have, you know, gone through a lot in life, overcome some stuff. Usually there's there's some people who have been, been helpful along the way, who have come alongside and just, like, linked arms, grabbed hands, or, or, or just been especially helpful in that process. Uh, tell me a story about someone who has really helped you out in life. Uh, I would say my oldest sister, um, I had good relationship with some family members and some others, not so much, but, um, my oldest sister would, uh, sometimes text me like encouragement, um, for the day. And it's, it was, uh, huge. Um, one time I told, I shared her some, um, that I struggled with, it was depression and, um, she didn't send any message back, but she wrote me a letter and um she said hey she care- she struggles with the same thing and um uh it was t- tough for her too as well as me but um it's like hey encouragement of keep going man it it was huge it was huge well 
Izzy, I'm curious if there's a, a verse or a quote out there that's been particularly inspiring or meaningful for you. Yes, there is a verse, uh, Mark 10, 45. It says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I think that's, that's deep. Um, when you think about uh, Jesus and how we should be, you know, thought and how we should be uh, respected is, you know, on the throne, um, being bowed. Uh, and it's what he's done coming to earth. And instead of having us to serve him, he decides to uh, show a different view for others that's humbling. And um, he serves others. And that's like, he inspi that inspires us to have it doesn't matter whatever position but you you should always serve and um you should love one another and uh, that's what's important serving that's deep is i think a lot of a lot of times we talk with people around here about respect and you know respect is you don't want to be disrespected but don't let somebody disrespect you and jesus example is he, he came to serve yeah and um he, he came to step down and and to be helpful, I've heard some of that in what you've, in what you've shared with us here of just, hey, like I want to, I want to help someone else. You know, life is about who can, who can I help? And I, I think this is an appropriate verse for you because I think you live it, and Thank and you. that's inspiring. Yeah, that is. Thank you, Izzy. This has been Escape the Bubble, where we share the heroic stories of West Michigan's youth that often go unheard. I'm sure glad that Izzy's story did not go unheard. Um, this podcast comes out of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan, a nonprofit where we're dedicated to opening up relationships, resources, and opportunities for youth, especially those who are often forgotten. So together, let's escape the bubbles of our lives. Let's be inspired by the stories of young people in our community. Let's move towards understanding people across different cultures and contexts. This has been Escape the Bubble. I'm your host, AJ Westendorf. Thank you, Izzy, for your time today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure Thank to be here. Thanks for your story. You're a hero, man. So are you. So it's amazing. Oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> man, Izzy is humble. He's a joy to be around. He may not be the next Ed Sheeran, but I'm telling you, this guy is a gem. His heart for helping others stands out when you get to be around him enough. He loves to be inspired. He soaks it up. Uh, he wants to be an inspiration to others. Not too long after this episode was recorded, he was the first student in our guys group called The Brotherhood to lead the group in a discussion. He talked about living for a purpose and asking questions to the guys, pointing them in the right direction. Izzy's adoption story is part of what makes him unique, but he makes me wonder how we can be interested and understanding that adoption can be hard without putting too much weight there. That is, do we treat the adopted kid as the adopted kid or as a person unto themselves? I heard Izzy just wanting to be known as Izzy. Sometimes folks like me want to know all the juicy details of the story and there's time for that and that can be good. But there's more time for right here, right now. Just enjoying playing ping pong, riding bikes, eating spaghetti, enjoying someone's presence without having to know what makes them different. I hear Izzy crave that. 
Relationships mattering more than colors. Moving forward mattering more than dwelling in the past. Just enjoying time together rather than fussing about who's who. He teaches us a good lesson. I'm better for knowing him, and I hope you are too. Escape the Bubble podcast is property of Escape Ministries in Holland, Michigan. All the music in this episode was created by Flu God and was used with permission. I'm your host, AJ Westendorp. Be sure to subscribe to Escape the Bubble podcast wherever you get your podcasts to hear more stories like Izzy's. Thanks for listening and tune in for our next episode on Escape the Bubble.